On this week's episode, we talk about assistive technology and all the tech we like to use in our daily lives. We go through all the tech we've used from childhood to now and talk all about them, so stick around. Hello, everyone. Okay, we're going to start with that one more time. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rare with Flair, the podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living their best lives. I'm your host, Cassandra. And I'm your host, Casey. What's up, girl? Hey, guess what? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Guess what? Hey, guys. Guess what? Oh, what? What? Are you talking to me or the listeners or all of us? All, all, of, all of you. Um, all of us. Good. <laughs> I'm so excited, as if you can't tell, because... Guess whose birthday is coming up? Case's birthday is coming up in the next nine days from the time we record this. It is. You know what's like funny is it feels like just yesterday that we were talking about my birthday on this podcast last year. It's super weird oh. when like the years go by. Wait, Full when are we circle. releasing? We're releasing this pod. Okay, like only a few days before. So we will the be week in my of birthday her birthday. Week. Yes, you will hear yes. this episode. Mm-hmm. It will go live. And so everybody wish Case a happy birthday. Oh, thank you much, Lee. I am excited. I'm going to be 29. This means Ooh. we only have one more year of saying two 20-somethings <laughs> with the same rare disease. Um, it's a little sad, but I'm going to live it up last year yes. in my 20s. Um, do you have any interesting updates for us, Cass, about your life? Um, let's see. I went and saw a, a yet another concert last night with a friend of mine. So that's why my voice is all scratchy because I yelled a lot and it was such a good show. So, um, pardon my scratchy scratch voice. <laughs> no, I like it. It sounds mature. Ooh. I, um, I told her she sent me a voice memo today and I, I have a scratch voice right now, but that's my asthma acting up. Um, but I, um, her, she sent me a voice memo today and I was like, your scratchy voice just proves to me you had a great time at the concert last night. It's so um, good. She's been going to so many concerts. I've been going to so many theatrical productions. So um, I went to one last weekend, going to one this weekend. Loving it. Loving it. Um, yeah, like we're having a great time and living our best lives, as we say in the intro. Oh, yes. So today, we thought it would be fun to talk about assistive technology. Um, so I wanted to quick do a little uh, technology fun fact. Oh, oh, technology <laughs> fun, fun fact. fact. That was a terrible jingle. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> um, so um, in my in my like day job, this is this is my fun side project hobby thing uh, with my BFF case. But um, in my day job, I am an accessibility specialist. Um, And I just really wanted to quickly define the difference between accessibility and assistive technology in a like in a technology sense, right? Because accessibility can be used broadly to define anything that makes things more accessible, right? That just that just makes sense, makes things easier to use for anyone in general. But then in the built environment, like in, in buildings and outside and um, like an architectural sense, accessibility would include things that accommodate to people who use wheelchairs and braille signage and things like that. 
Um, accessibility can also be applied in like a digital sense. So that means um, making sure that um, developers and designers and testers that create websites and apps, make them in such a way that they are accessible to people who use assistive technology. Uh, for example, totally blind people may use a screen reader to be able to navigate a web page. And what that means is like they have this like synthesized reader that will just that will read out the things on the page and they'll kind of move the focus from item to item and it will read it. And if it's accessible, they'll be able to do everything they need to do and get all the information they need based on that website. And there's a lot more that goes into accessibility, but um, there are a lot of standards about it. It like gets a lot into like kind of my job is enforcing those standards to be super vague about it and, and in the interest of time. But we're going to talk today more about assistive technology. And what that is, is what we use as disabled people to make life more accessible to us, right? So like, we know that this world isn't really built for us. There are a lot of things that are very difficult for us to do as like low vision people, but uh, with the aid of assistive technologies, we can make things bigger, we can enlarge things, we can, um, you know, see things that are far away and all kinds of stuff. So like, we just kind of wanted to spend this time talking about how technology makes our lives easier. End of end of monologue. Yes. Uh, yes, no, that was a great monologue. I think Cass knows a lot more about this topic than I do, but I am a user of a lot of these things. And I think we, a lot of times on this podcast, we start off in our childhood, we were born legally blind, but back in our childhoods, there wasn't nearly as much technology available to us as there is now. So like we were talking about, we were comparing and contrasting what we used to use then versus what we what we use now. And it is it is super interesting. I think if we missed the mark, like if we had grown up going to mm-hmm. school now, it would be so different than when I was in school. Like we barely had anything. So do you have any tech you, you used to use? Like what about childhood? Like were you using technology in your so, childhood? I grew up in... I would say like the early 2000s. Um, those were like most of my school age years. Um, I think both of us, since we like Case and I are about what, five years apart ish. Um, and so we didn't grow up that far apart from each other. Um, but I think if we grew up five years from like in the other direction, it maybe would have been even more different. But yeah. as a kid, I don't think that we had any really like high tech things. I would say that a lot of the the assistive tech that we used was really low tech, like magnifiers and monoculars. Yeah, yeah, I I can definitely think of my first monocular I ever had. It was kind of bulky compared to the ones now. Ooh, it was too. chunk. And I know we've talked about that in our school episode before, but that was a long time ago, so just had to bring back that. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, magnifying glasses. Uh, we I did have a CCTV as a child, which is yes. a closed-circuit television. 
Um, it was big and bulky. It looked like how the computers looked back in the 90s. Yeah, um, so did I. I had the and same now one. they're now they're sleek and nice, um, way different than they were. But I think that I, I don't know. The CCTV seems definitely more of like a more technological thing I used with like a screen and everything yeah. back then. Well, like let's get into that just a little bit. Like when you used a ma- when I used a magnifier as a kid. Um, there were like different kinds. There were ones that were like little domes that would sit yes. on the paper. There were ones that were handheld, and if you were fancy, it had a light. Yes, yes. <laughs> I had all three. I had all of them. I liked the dome magnifier. I was never a huge magnifier girl. I know some people with low vision like really like l- just love their uh, magnifier. They would never give it up. Um, but for me, like I had one and I was encouraged to use it, but I always remember it being kind of in my kind of annoying to me sometimes. I was just mm-hmm. like, ah, get this thing out of my way. I I'll do it myself, even though I half the time I couldn't do it myself. But <laughs> you know, I like it was just it's just annoying. It's just annoying to me. It's like I don't one know. extra thing to have, and especially as a kid, like I don't know, I, it was just. It was one more thing. Like, I remember, like, I was not nice to my magnifier, and I'd, like, throw it around. And, like, yeah, I would just throw it, it around. And, like, just terrible. I'd have to, like, Ugh. have it rubber banded so that the light would still work because, like, oh, I was just gosh. so rude to my magnifier. Now, the monocular, however, I loved then and I still love now. I'm not saying I mm. use it every day or even every week, but I... I think it was much more useful to me because I think my so. my uh, up close vision is much better than my far away vision. I'm much more nearsighted as a lot of people with albinism are. And so, you know, needing to see things far away, you know, I can hold things pretty close to my face and see them, but I can't see things far away. So that's why the monocular really comes in handy then and now for sure. If you're at the zoo or at a play yeah. or wherever you are, it's very yeah. handy. No, I used I used a monocular so much. I remember times growing up where I like I had a hard time keeping track of my my items, so I would like lose a monocular, <laughs> and it was like it Same. was like the end of the world. Oh, I <laughs> How was am a very unorganized child. Oh, uh, yes, yes. No, same. Like, I lost everything. I I definitely, I think I took a lot of those tools for granted. They just oh, gave absolutely. them to me. And I think I kind of resented them, too. Like, you yeah. know, a lot of people, a lot of people might say, like, why weren't you grateful for what you had? But at that age, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to use this. Uh, and you, like, throw it around and you lose it and you just don't cherish it. And that might have been me being... Kind sure. of taking, being spoiled and taking things no, for granted. No, the same granted, though. But, I think a yeah. lot of low vision kids have that experience because it, it really just does make you different. Um, and it's well, like you're getting very... a lot of things thrown at you all the time. Yeah. Try this, try this, because they don't know what's going to work. You know, and everybody is different, and different mm-hmm. things work for different people. And so, as a kid, it's literally just like a testing game where like they don't know what's going to work for you. So it's right. literally just constant. Try this, try that. Does that work? Do you like that better? And it's exhausting. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, it was just like, I appreciate this stuff, but you're throwing so much at me at once. I can't even like focus on what yeah. I'm doing. And you just like want to be a kid and play with your friends on the playground. Uh, exactly. But... I was like, yeah. 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 It, sure. yeah. So, I mean, I still, to this day, I have a monocular. I don't use it much at all anymore. Um, because I'll get into that in a couple of seconds. But we do have, as far as low-tech things go, we do have bioptics. Yes, we do. And I actually have an update about mine. And I'll, you can Ooh, go, I'll, I think tell. you had something to say, so no, I can no. let you go first. I was just like leading into Well, this. so 
I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but I got a Bioptic. I'm very excited about it. I did not, neither of us drive. So we did, you know, you can, low vision mm-hmm. people, some of them can drive with Bioptics. We, we did I a got whole mine. episode on that, by the way. Absolutely. Go check it out. I don't even know what number. I'm losing count of our episodes I know. now. No Earlier idea. Earlier this year. <laughs> it was maybe in the 20s or something. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, like, okay, so I got a Bioptic, right? I'm, v- I'm still very stoked that I have one. It's, they're, mm-hmm. they're a pricey item. They're a beautiful yeah. item to have. And I'm very grateful to have one. Um, I kind of got it to watch theater, to go to the zoo, to watch my nephew play soccer, that kind of thing. So I took it to a theatrical sh- production. Oh, yeah. I um, didn't know how to go. And so here's the thing for me personally. I so the other things I named like the zoo or like watching my nephews play mm-hmm. sports, you're you're kind of like looking out of it like the out of the um, telescope part of it every so often and then lifting your head, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I found with a play that's like two hours long or more, it was kind of hurting my head to like look to have it dipped so have much. it dipped so much for um. that long. Because I think I think with anything else, with driving, with the zoo, you're not dipped. You're not dipped for like two hours straight like that, you know. Yeah. But yeah. with a play, I was like, oh, like this is like hurting my neck to be like. So basically, if people don't understand what I'm saying, you have to kind of tilt your head down to see through the monocular or the telescope, and so. So you know, it's, it kind yeah, of it's like carrier glasses <clears throat> at the bottom where so you if you want to look through the, the glasses parts, which may or may not have prescription, right? You would like you lift your head up and you look through the bottom. It's kind of like like intense bifocals, you know, they're not really made to be used <laughs> with you with you looking out of the telescope part for a very long time, though. Like, yeah, I feel like if I were like on a bus tour, like through a new city. They'd be great to like look out of and then look back through the glasses, you know, like mm-hmm. But they're not really made to be looked through for that long, so yeah. it was not it was not yeah. a bad experience. But it was just kind of like uh, it's tough you know. with something like theater, though, because it's the catch twenty two. Do you want to like have your neck hurt from from dipping your head for two hours, or do you want your arm to hurt from holding your monocular to your eye for two hours? Oh yeah, and it does. Pick my your arm, poison. Yeah, pick your poison because my arm does hurt. When I hold it. And I don't know. They both hurt in different ways. It's a different know, kind right? of beautiful pain to see a play. Um, but yeah. 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 Hey. And I mean, like, if you could you could maybe get the best of all worlds if you, like, get an audio description and then put it in one ear and then you That's don't right. hear all of it at once. Right. So it doesn't right. talk over the, the actual, like, acting. And then you'll, like... Dip your head and then lift your monocular. <laughs> you do all well, the yeah, things. Exactly. Or if you if you go to a play that you've seen a million times and you know exactly how it is, you don't really yeah. need to maybe focus as much. But what about you? Like, when do you... I know you have a bioptic, too. When do you use your bioptic? Like, I use my bioptic at, like, sporting events. Um, yeah. That's a good play. That's a good, see, that's a perfect example of a good place to use a bioptic. Yeah. Like, it... And it's hard because I feel like more and more the times that I'm using it are are dwindling. And it's probably because I'm doing a lot of things at home on my computer on my own terms and on my own time. Um, but I used to use it um, sometimes uh, when I used to go in for work. Now I work from home. Um, we would have like large group presentations. And so then I'd take my bioptic there so I could see like a little bit of the PowerPoint. To be fair, 
I don't think it's enough power for me to be able to read the PowerPoint. No, no, But if no, they're, no, like, no. referencing a graph, I can get the general idea um, from being able to see it more than just, like, a colored square on the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, I don't think I could read out of it at all. No. But, it, but, but yeah, like, it's helpful for certain times, but maybe not as I used to use time. it a lot when I was a student. Um, okay, so that I would, like, wear them to class so I could see the board and then I could write things down and I wouldn't have to, like... That was the the difficult thing and that's what motivated me to get it when I was in high school is when I got my bioptics. But um, I, like, I would have to, like, hold my monocular, kind of try to remember what I was going to write down, then set it down, write down my notes, and then pick it back up to check out the board. Yeah. So it was a lot of, like, movement... And yeah. then the bioptics made that a lot more fluid where I could, like, look down through the, the lenses and then up through the, like, the telescope part. So yeah. that was really helpful. But, like, I am taking online classes and later on throughout my undergrad career, I ended up, and this kind of, like, bleeds into our next uh, topics, is I ended up using my iPad and phone. To do all of that. Oh, we have a I, lot to say now. That I we're took getting pictures into... of the board. <laughs> oh, ta- oh my gosh, we're getting into the meat of this episode right now. When we're bringing, we're, we wanted to start off with the like lower tech. Now we're getting right. into like the or, like, high the tech. specific like low vision tools and like yeah yeah yeah. In, in this in between stage, I will say that I did once try when I was like in middle school an electronic magnifier, so you could like oh. it was like a ch- it was a very chonky thing. Um, And it was really heavy, actually. But um, you could, like, you would turn it on, and then you would have the option to zoom in deeper and deeper, and then you could freeze the image. I've seen those. Right. And it was, like, helpful for the time, because I didn't have a smartphone. Um, Uh And, you know, I was in school, so it would have been hard to have a smartphone I have a low-vision friend who finds that to be very helpful. Like, hers almost... Yeah, it almost looks like a little, little tiny CCTV or something. Where That's kind of what it is. Yeah. She has that, and she loves it. She's an actor, so she reads scripts a lot. And um, yeah, so like that makes sense. But I, I've seen that on her page, and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. But right. um, So, I mean, we have the phone, the laptop, the iPad, all these things that came out. The smartphone, mind you, not just a phone, the smartphone. All these things that came out when we were, you know preteens whatever teens which one do we want to start with because i have a lot to say about like all of those things. I, yeah no no joke okay um let's start with laptops because i i had a laptop um so i got a laptop when i was 11 and it was through it was a macbook and it was through a grant through like a local organization that got um like visual tools for like kids who were blind or like and or visually impaired right Um, so that's how I got my first MacBook and I, you know, I didn't have that much cost to use it because, you know, at that stage in schooling, like they, they were still not using as much, uh, computer things, but starting in about seventh grade, I had to start writing papers. And so that was really helpful to have. But, um, when I first got my laptop, I've always like really taken to technology really easily. And I started messing around with my computer just because it was my new toy, right? And I discovered that my computer had the capacity to zoom in on parts of the screen. And it changed my life forever. Like, if you have a Mac 
And I just, I need to, I feel like I'm, I'm evangelizing about this yes. specific this feature. This is important. This is, if, if we say anything on this podcast, this might be one of the most important things we share with you. You guys. I'm not kidding. Go and try the built-in Zoom on your devices. Whether you have a Windows PC or you have like a MacBook or whatever, go to your accessibility settings and turn on the Zoom or the magnifier or, or whatever, and you are able to customize it to um, like your own preferences. I'm pretty sure there are tutorials on how to do that. If I can find one, I will link it in the show notes for different devices because this is a game changer. I used to have to sit like with my face pressed to the computer and that's how I grew up using the computer. But with this like opportunity um, and what it is is like um, you have your whole screen, right? But with the full screen zoom, you zoom in on parts of the screen at a time and you move your mouse and you're like moving your mouse will move the view across the entire screen. Um, yeah, we so have to explain to them, this is not the, com- is it Command Plus that's also what you can, this right. is not that. This is not just making the font bigger on your web browser. Yes, because, this okay, is, because I thought this, it was, y'all. This is making your entire <laughs> screen larger in different segments. And, and like, sometimes you can't make the font larger on certain applications. This you can make it large on anything on you anything, want. On anything. On anything you want. Your entire I have to, screen. <laughs> I have to tell my story of this because growing up, I was a PC gal. My family had PC computers. I got a Mac when I went to college my freshman year. So this was 10 years ago, mind you. And I used a Mac that entire time without knowing about the built-in Zoom. I only zoomed in. I only made the font bigger on my browser. And I never knew that there was a built-in Zoom. And that might sound crazy. People might say, how are you low vision? And you never heard of this. Nobody ever talked about it. And this is coming from someone who, who is very involved in the low vision community. I'm on every group online. I'm on everything. People talk about Zoom text, which is a software you pay for. But people do not talk about the literal built-in Zoom that comes for free yeah. with your Mac and with PC too. Like... I literally, yeah. so Cassandra told me about it. Um, like, when was it? Like 2020, I guess, last year? I you think told it was me about last this? year. Yeah. It had, to, it had to have been, I guess, like the summer or fall of last year. And she was like, Have you not been using this? And it changed my life. And I'm not even like being dramatic. I'm not speaking in hyperbole. No, like, no. It changed my life to the point where, like, I don't have the same back pain. I used to, like, like, hunch over like a turtle over my laptop and this I I sit up straight in my chair you guys like I'm not kidding changed my life so thank you yeah you guys I can I can see my computer screen from the chair because I can make my screen as large as I want so I don't have to put my face on it and like I want to scream this from the mountaintops because I think that like Casey's Casey's story is not an isolated experience though. I've talked to a lot I've talked to a lot of low vision people who have never known that they can do this. And yeah. like it's they, like we have to tell everyone. People will like have their face like right up against like the webcam like while they're doing a Zoom meeting when in reality they could be zooming in from their chair. 
literally I zoom in so f- it lets you zoom in so far that like yeah. one one singular letter if you're reading a word like I'm reading my name Casey you could like zoom in on just the C of Casey it's like that it's that far like yes. it goes far yes like, and like it's it's absolutely like because I, I could never have pursued a field that was so dependent on using a computer if I did not have a tool that allowed me to use that without so much eye fatigue. Yes, like, and luckily I was not using a computer a whole lot before last year, and all of a sudden I'm on the computer all day now. So, like, Cass told me in the nick of time, or I would not be making it right now. Like, I would just not make it. I would just die at night, like, in my bed, you know, like, crying every night. So, yeah, very so, grateful. Like, Windows also has a magnifier. Um, it used to not be very good, but recently I have discovered that the Windows built-in magnifier is pretty good now. And again, it is free. I, I've had I've used to be a supporter of ZoomText and it just over over recent years I've realized that it's not like the best application. I'm sorry, ZoomText. Uh, but we're never getting sponsored by Zoom. We're text never now. getting sponsored. Thanks by a Zoom lot, Cass. Sorry, it's just, just it's hard because Zoom text has been around for such a long time since I remember that I was using a computer, like when I was taking like typing classes in sixth grade. Um, but Zoom text has not really been improved that much over the years, and. My, my biggest frustration with it is that if you leave it open too long, it will crash your computer and you'll have to restart it constantly. And mm. it's really like an application that allows you to be able to function with the computer period, like shouldn't be that unstable. So like, and it's frustrating because you're paying for that too, by the way, like you're paying a, a, like a lot of money for a license to use ZoomText. So, um... I would, I would highly recommend checking out um, the Windows Magnifier if you haven't already. Uh, if you're a ZoomText user and you're like, what are you talking about, Cass? Like, I don't have that issue. Um, you know, no judgment. Feel free to keep using ZoomText. I'm just, like, oh, yeah. talking about my own experience with it and how I've been frustrated and how, honestly, Windows Mag is good now. Oh, yeah. No, literally, I hear I hear about ZoomText so often that I know a lot of people love it, and I've never even used it, so no judgment from me either. Um, just our personal experiences and stories you know but um i think that would lead us to right. the the ipad mm. um because here's the dealio <laughs> everybody um dinosaur me the <laughs> the ipad did not and i know there are a lot of people listening that are even older than me i'm sure but the ipad did not come out until i was in college and by that point you know I just feel like nowadays, in Cass, I mean, you were pretty old too when it came out. I feel like nowadays, kids in school, grade school, are like really relying on the iPad, and not just low vision kids, like all kids. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty amazing. I mean, can you imagine what our lives would have oh. been like? Um, but anyway, I love my iPad. I think Cass, I think Cass gives me a run for my money because I think you love it even more than I do. Um, I'm obsessed with my iPad. I'll, I'll quickly talk about what I use my iPad for. I think you use it significantly more than I do. <laughs> but I've this is the interesting thing that I use my iPad for. Uh, my iPad is my TV. Point blank, yeah. plain and simple. I have a TV 
like in my house. I never use it unless a friend is over because why would I? I don't know. I'm just like if a friend's over, we want to watch a movie together. I'm not going to force my friend to sit around my iPad with me. Um, (laughs) But I when I'm watching YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, I have all the streaming, Disney Plus, whatever it is. I use my iPad. I have a stand. It's the best thing I ever bought. Got it on Amazon. Gotta say that it's great. I have a stand. So I sit on the couch and I, it's my TV. And the best part about it is I can bring it right up to my face. No judgment. Mm -hmm. Nobody's around. As a kid, it was just, it was a constant struggle of me having to sit on the floor. My back hurt. I was, I was (laughs) never able, you're never able to sit on the couch and watch TV ever, ever. You're not able to lay in your bed and watch TV ever. Ever since I got an iPad, I watch TV in my bed on my iPad. I, you mm-hmm. know, like, I think that's a luxury people don't think about is laying in bed and watching TV. Yes. We never, we've never gotten to do it. So my iPad, I'm telling you, it's the best thing because if I can put it up close to my face, I can see my TV and that's the only yeah. way I can see the TV. So, yeah. I, and that's primarily what I use it for. I don't super use it for other things, but I know Cass definitely does. So I'll let you have your moment with your No, iPad. yeah. I, and, and speaking of TV though, I remember like growing up, I had this like blue plastic chair I would pull up and that was like oh, yeah. my TV chair so that like that was the way that I could watch the TV. But um, yeah, so... I ended up, um, so I got my iPad when I was a uh, freshman in high school, and again, it was the same kind of thing like that laptop, is like I got it through this, this grant through um, like an organization for the blind, but um, it was like already extremely helpful, like I use it to, br- like I'll use it to browse the internet just because I feel like I'm able to see so much more uh, than on my phone, and I, but I don't have to like take out my entire computer because I, I feel like I take uh, these days, I, I, t- I use my computer if I have to like get something really like work done um, sure. or like a side project done or something <clears throat> like that. But if I want to just, if I want to shop online or if I want to like look at uh, an Instagram story, which is really hard for me to see on my phone. The difference um, of Instagram on the iPad to, compared to the phone is monumental. <laughs> yeah, it's so big. It's amazing. Yeah, I can finally amazing. actually see the Instagram stories, and I don't usually check them that often. So, like, if I'm checking them, it's probably on my iPad. Um, yeah. So, like, I can do all of those things. Um, I I used it, like, to death in school. I'm on my my third or fourth iPad in my life just because like I've, I've continued to upgrade them throughout the years because it really is my most used tool. I use yeah. my iPad for recipes when I'm in the kitchen. Sure. Um, I, I use it um, and I'll, and I'll talk about my favorite note taking app, but I, I used it to, to take notes in undergrad. I use it to fill out forms, send emails. Like I, I really like, I really live off my iPad and it's really sad that like um, during the heat of the pandemic, I was like in between just hanging out with my parents and living uh, in my apartment at the time because I don't want to just spend lockdown alone. So one time going in between, I left my iPad at my parents' house and I was going to be at my house for a week and I was like, oh no. Oh no. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I have a phone. Uh, It's fine. But then, like, day two of not having my iPad, I, like, call my mom. And I'm like, Mom, <laughs> I just realized how little I can see because I'm so used to using my iPad for everything, including TV, yeah. just like Casey said. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it, oh. it's we're even using it right now to do this podcast. So yes, <laughs> um, FaceTiming. So like, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And um, the the um, iPad and the iPhone also have a Zoom, mm-hmm. but yes. you use it with three fingers. You get your three fingers and you tap twice. And I'm three so times. used to doing it. So yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. I'm so used right, no, to no, doing no. it. No, no, no. Yeah, you, wait, you tap twice. You're twice. so right. I'm so wrong. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're so used to doing it on autopilot that we don't even know how to explain how to do these things. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's three fingers two times. Three fingers, two times. You had the three, right? It was just in the wrong spot. Yeah. Uh, yes. Three fingers, two times. And you can zoom in. So uh, there are some people who don't know about that feature either. I actually yeah. did know about that one. Cass didn't tell me that one. I knew that one. But there's some people. I use my phone without that. I will say, it makes me want to pull my hair out sometimes because sometimes mine gets frozen. Oh. And when it gets frozen on zoom you cannot slide your phone to turn it off so you like can't turn it off and then one time mine called 911 and the operator and i literally had to tell the 911 operator like um i'm blind and my phone's stuck on zoom (laughs) uh so i'm i don't know i don't know how often they hear that but uh it's a good tool though i I, i've learned that don't do it on a youtube video that's when it gets frozen for me is on Uh, youtube yeah don't do it on that yeah don't do That's it, fair. man. Don't do it. Just telling you. Hot tips. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I could use my phone or iPad without the three finger, uh, the three finger double tap, the, the you know, the zoom. And like that, I think is probably maybe a little easier for some people to find than the, the one on your computer. Uh, but regardless, please, please, please check it out. Try and play with it. Like it will... I hope change your life. Maybe hopefully, like it has changed ours. Yes, and there are and a lot of other like settings that you can. Sorry, I cut you off, but there are a lot of other settings you can. No, that's exactly. You're literally going in the exact direction <laughs> I was about to go in. So there you, you go. guys were insane. <laughs> um, there are a lot of other. We're so insane. Settings that you can change to make your phone easier to see. Uh, you can under like accessibility. There's a lot of lot of options. That's fun and worth playing with. But you can make your. Well, I was going to say it has voiceover, too. That's like, true. You know, yeah, yeah that's totally true. Blind. I use voiceover sometimes. We're mainly talking for people that have some usable vision left. But, like, um, you can make but, the font big on your phone in the accessibility settings. Like, you can, re- you know, increase the contrast if that is difficult. Like, some of the transparency effects are hard for you to see. Like, you can... Um, there's so much that you can do with your phone. You can, like invert the colors you can put it on dark mode so you get white on black if the i said that right yeah if the black yes. on white <laughs> i was just yes. thinking about it if the black on white isn't good for your eyes um just there's lots of options and like please check them out sorry i totally cut you off there and i feel like i have to do a disclaimer that when you're on your ipad you guys it's so hard to not interrupt than if we were in person together because yeah. like I'm always thinking you're like done with a sentence or my connection goes bad. And then I like, I feel like it's like the fact that we don't interrupt each other more is quite honestly miraculous because it's hard. It's really hard when you're not in the same room. Like, but anyway, I digress. I'm sorry I interrupted you during that spiel. No, um, it's, I think I also cut you off. So I think. No, um, we, yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> but anyway, my favorite thing um, <laughs> that my iPhone does is simple it's not even an app i had to download it it came with the phone (laughs) it is the freaking camera and the zoom on the freaking camera listen guys i use it all the time 
I I have a freezer meal I want to put in the microwave. I can't read that ish. So what I do, I flip over the box, I take out my phone, I put the camera on, and I zoom in as far as I need to, and I read the instructions. Or if you're, you know, at somewhere like a, I, I was just at a friend's house with the, we were playing a game on his TV. I took my iPhone, I zoomed in. Like you can do this for up close or far away, you know. Yeah. Um, it's my monocular and my and my magnifier. Yeah, and I could read the the TV. I think like I, I'm obsessed with it because it's not even like an app you have to download. It's literally the camera on your phone and the Zoom is such a it's a thing we like for those of us that have uh, um, smartphones. It's a thing we like always have in our back pocket. Yeah. And I think low vision people who grew up in a different time or even us back in our childhoods. We didn't have something as convenient as like something we always had with us. It's like if you didn't have your your you know telescope or not telescope. What am I trying to say? Yeah, your magnifier. If you didn't have that, you were you were like screwed. You know, right? But exactly. It, it almost works as a magnifier and a monocular because it does far away, but also like medicine bottles. It's like mm -hmm. up close. And like, like it's I will say, if you're if you're an Apple user, if you've got an iPad or an iPhone, which um, I, I, I definitely make use of Apple products for like my daily life. Um, if you go into your settings and then under control center, there's, uh, you can add something to your, um, to that little thing that swipes down where you can like turn on the flashlight. Um, uh -huh. and it's a magnifier button. And I think sometimes it works better than the camera itself because I okay, think the yeah. camera's also like trying to adjust to take photos. But yeah, the magnifier is like I don't know. I think the settings are slightly adjusted, and you can like you can turn on the flashlight, so you can use like magnifier with flashlight. You can freeze the image, and then you can zoom in, and you can even save the image to your like camera roll. So, like lots you can do with your phone as a magnifier and a binocular. And like if I can get away with it. I don't carry those things anymore because I mostly am going to use my phone anyway. It's so much more. Yes. I don't want to carry another thing. No, we don't. We want to have it. Even like weighing myself, if I'm standing on the scale, yes. I use my phone. Yes, I, I take a picture of it. Like my grandma had macular degeneration and she was very blind in her later in her life. And she had like a talking scale, you know. And obviously for like completely blind people, that's still a great tool. And it would even be a good tool for me. But it's like, why add, like in my mind, I'm like, why buy all this other stuff and add on when yes. literally I can use my phone for like all of it, you know? And the problem is great. that the market for assistive technologies is really limited. There aren't like, to you know, there are a lot of blind people, but there aren't like that many blind people, right? And so um, the prices are always so hiked up and I get it they gotta make money but like if I can get a similar result by using my phone and not have to pay like hundreds of dollars yeah for a specialized tool then I'm just gonna use my phone <laughs> yeah no exactly these things are expensive and I do you have anything else to say about the phone before we move on because I have something I need to say but I want to I don't want to skip over the phone if you do more with your phone like we'll talk we'll talk about apps in a minute sure but yeah I, apps, I feel but. like I feel like the I do a lot of similar things with my phone than with my iPad so I think okay I think we're good before we get on to apps because we are going to give some app rep recommendations I have to like have a minute on my soapbox about 
the Kindle. Oh, yes. Okay. Listen. <laughs> listen. I know Amazon mm. is the big monster company, Amazon. and we're, you know, I I'm sorry, but I can't I can't deny that the Kindle has also changed my life. Like for real, changed mm-hmm. my life. I love to read. It's one of my favorite things. When I was in high school, I read. I attempted to read physical <laughs> books, and it was painful. Not only for my eyes, but for my arms. I was holding up these huge novels right up to my nose. It was a nightmare. And the Kindle came out, and one of my low vision friends was like, You got to get this. And I was like, a, you know, a, a purist. I was like, No, no, no. It's got to be a book. Can't do this. <clears throat> um, and then I started reading books too on my like iPhone or my iPad. And it still kind of was hurting my eyes. I, anyway, long story short, I finally got the Kindle. And this is a, like like you are with the Zoom on the Mac. This is yeah. something I will shout from the mountaintops. <laughs> the Kindle, a lot of people, when I say how much I love Kindle, they're like, oh, I read on my iPad on the Kindle app. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, that's great. If you, if you like that and that helps you, that's great. But it, the K- Kindle is different. I keep calling it the Kindle. I don't know if it's just Kindle or the Kindle. I don't know. I don't want to sound like an old lady. But anyway, Kindle is different because it uses a technology called e-ink. And if you've never seen one in person, I really recommend maybe trying to go to a store that sells them in person so you can look at it before you buy it. But it looks like a real page. Like it looks like a book page. Yeah. It doesn't It, it doesn't it really have does. that like harsh blue light that that hurts mm-hmm. because I'm on my laptop all day. The last thing I need is to be on my laptop all, all day and then go read a book on my iPad. Like that's like going to hurt my eyes. So it's a rest on my eyes. You can make the font literally ginormous. So if you do have enough usable vision to read big font, you can make the font huge. Not only that, it is so lightweight. It is like yeah. the weight of a pencil. It is so lightweight. I have the Kindle Oasis, I, which is like one of the nicer versions of the Kindle. I splurge. It has buttons on the <laughs> side, and I, I really like the buttons on the side, so you don't have to like reach over and click every time you want to turn the page. You just click the button, and you don't have to move your hand. Yeah, that's me being like really like lazy to not want to move my hand every time I turn the page. But I'm obsessed. It changed my entire life. Yeah. I think I wouldn't... I would not be reading if it weren't for the Kindle. I could do audiobooks, but that's about it because it's too hard to read a physical book and I had to let that dream die. So anyway, that's my spiel. No, I, I think that that's worth talking about just for a little bit because as a kid, I I forced myself to read like physical books too. And, you know, what did I know? I, I, I Now I feel like maybe I'm older. I have less tolerance. I just like, I would, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, it sounds I, I t- love- torturous. Oh, it's so hard. And like I love receiving so books as a gift because I like what it what it means, what it symbolizes. But I it just it, it's also like slightly disappointing and deflating cuz it's like, oh no, I got to go through so much effort to be able to read this now because yes. it's a physical book. <laughs> yes, receiving a book as a gift that's actually the one thing I don't like about the Kindle because I had a friend, like one of my best friends was like, I really want to get you this specific book for your birthday, but like I know you only use Kindle. And like that is sad. You can't really buy people. I mean, I guess yeah. you could give them the money and be like, buy this book, but that's weird. That's not like special. That's weird. I know. But, but I, don't know. I read on my iPad and I think if I read as much as Case does that I would definitely invest in the Kindle. Um, I... I am okay by 
inverting the colors on having like like white on black and and that's enough to help me and again I don't read as much as you do so like if I did it would be worthwhile but if you read a lot and you have low vision the Kindle is the way to go because it really does look like paper. It's bonkers. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, it like for it is an extra cost. So if you already have an iPad sitting at your house, why would you pay that extra cost? If if you're just going to read like not as often, like then that totally makes sense to like use your iPad if you already have an iPad. You know, I'm not telling you to go spend all this extra money. I'm just saying. No, no, if of you, course. If but if it's worth it reading, to you. It might it's be worth worthwhile. It. You might. All I say is like you might want to go try to like look at one in, in person if your friend has one or whatever. Try to look at it and just see before you buy it, and then you can see. But I think it is like my favorite thing I own, pretty much. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yes. Okay, apps. Let's talk about apps. Let's talk about apps. I think you'll have more recommendations for apps than I do. So. If you want to go ahead and, and list some apps that you like for... Okay. I'm going to get on tech. my soapbox and oh, here we talk go. about my favorite note-taking app. Uh, it is so much more than a note-taking app. Okay, so it's called Notability. And it used... When I bought it, it was $5, and now it's $10. However, I bought Notability in, like, 2013 or something, um, and I have used it ever since then and for so many things. First of all, notability is, you know, you can take notes by like using a, your finger or a stylus or an Apple pencil or whatever it is that you want to write with on your iPad, right? You can write with your handwriting. You can change the colors. You can change the backgrounds. Woohoo. You can type notes. Um, great. Oh, that's all well and good. But what makes it worth the money is the ability to import PDFs. Oh! It is everything. I would not have gotten through college without Notability. That's how I did all my homework. I would import a PDF into Notability, and then I would write on it with my thing, and then I would export it as a PDF, and then, like, submit it in the Dropbox um, online. It was, it was incredible. I use it... Like, to this day, to fill out forms. People will send me a form, and I don't own a printer. <laughs> this isn't even a vision thing. I don't own a printer. Right. And I'm not going to go and f- print it somewhere to sign it and then have to scan it. Again. Who wants no. to do that? You can, like, take a file that someone emailed you, open it in Notability. Oh, my god! And then sign on it, and then export it as a PDF and send it back all without having to touch a friggin' printer. That's, okay, I've never heard of this app, I'm going to be honest, but that is something that I would find very useful because I can't stand that. That alone is worth $10. That alone is absolutely worth it, but especially for school, I can see how that would have been really helpful with, like, note-taking and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, you can import photos into your notability notes. So sometimes when I was lazy in class, I would be taking notes, and then I'd get bored halfway through, and then I'd take a picture of the board, and I'd import it into the rest of my notes so I didn't have to finish wow. writing. Like, <laughs> like, the uses are... Absolutely endless. You can highlight things. Um, And like right now, I'm on my church's worship team, right? So I'll like, I'll import the PDFs of the songs of worship. And then you can just like zoom in 
without using the three fingers like you can just zoom in on the note and you can go pretty far so like the way that I'm able to sing worship at church is like I have my iPad on a music stand and then I like move my finger back and forth on the paper and I'm able to make it as big as I need to to be able to see it standing up you guys notability has changed my entire life (laughs) oh my god that sounds amazing see I love how passionate we're getting we genuinely like when we say these things have changed our life, like we're not trying to be funny. Like no. we literally are getting passionate because these things actually changed our life. And we, we realize how blessed we are to have grown up in this time of technology. And like, it's just getting better and better. The kids these days, if you're a parent listening, you should feel pretty reassured that your kid is going to have mm-hmm. like a better experience in school than we did. Yeah, um, Cause no like joke. technology is so important in schooling, but it's also important in the adult work world too, for sure. So like, I'm still grateful for it. I would not get through my day visually. Like, it makes us feel less blind to be able to use this kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know how I'd do it without it. Our work life, our social life, our living at home alone life, like, is so impacted by this. So I... um, I actually, like, don't use that many apps, if I'm being honest. I just don't have that many apps, period, on my phone. Like, I literally have, like, a page and a half of apps, period. (laughs) Um, I remember, though, when I lived in New York, um, I I had a few really good, like, map-type apps that were really helpful. There was one called Blind Square that was cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this has been a few years ago. I don't know if all of these are still around or, or if they've gotten better updates or whatever. But there were a few different apps like that that would help me, like, when I was going down the street to be like, what building am I standing in front of? And it would tell you. Um, there's also Be My Eyes, which yes. I think um, I have, and I like that one a lot. That one is super popular in the blind community. Sorry, excuse me. The blind community. Um, that one is super popular. There's also one, do you remember what that one is called, where like you can literally call and talk to a real person in real time and right. ask them... Yeah, so that's that a whole, like, subscription service. Like, that is one's, it? like... Okay. Yeah, so you I've never to, used that, but it's, like, you it's could call Ira. someone and... Yeah, and you can say, like, what street am I on? And Right, show so them. you you have to pay for... Like, one, you have to get the glass and everything. Like, the... It's, like, you wear some sort of, like, glass with, like, a camera mounted on it. So then uh, you have to also pay for, like, talking minutes... So then uh, with your talking minutes, you can call someone who works for this company and then they will like be a, a, a real actual person that will help guide you or describe things around you or what have you. I've thought it like I've thought about it and like I've thought it could be like useful in certain situations like for my life, you know, watching yeah. something like watching a sport event or watching like a play and it's like basically like audio description wherever you go which sounds kind of amazing i thought there was one where they did it though just through your iphone camera where you can be like what color is this shirt i'm wearing and they'll I tell think you that's is be my eyes is it okay maybe be, be my, my eyes. eyes is free and like you can sign up as like either like if you are if, like blind or low vision you can sign up as like one of one of us but uh but otherwise then you could even volunteer to help blind people yeah um, that's but what like, i'm thinking of yeah you'll take pictures of something and you're like hey what are the instructions on my frozen meal and then someone will reply to you really quickly and they'll tell you exactly what it says or you can even like 
take a picture and be like, is my lipstick smudged or, you know, things like yeah. that. Or, or what color is this sock? Um, and there's even like a robotic feature, like a AI feature that's not even like a real person where like you take a picture of yourself and it says like a 28 year old female with blonde hair. That's looking a different. Happy. Oh, that's. Maybe? Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm mixing it up, guys. No, I'm you're sorry. good. I'm the worst. Um, get, they all run together. <laughs> they're similar. Is that seeing seeing, seeing AI? AI. Yeah. That's what it is. Seeing AI. So sorry, seeing guys. AI is like be my eyes, but without a person. So you can like hold your phone over like um, a menu or a check, and it'll read it out loud to you. And then you can point it at people, and it will tell you. It's kind of very what they impressive. Look like. like they literally got my age exactly correct, and not even real people can do that. Like it was, they were like twenty-eight-year-old <laughs> female with blonde hair. Like I was like, what? It was amazing. Yeah, it's wild. I yeah, it's wild. So that one is seeing AI. I like that one too. Do you have any more apps you like? Um, I do use Instacart a lot. I know we just talked about that in our last episode, but yeah, um, yeah. you know, that isn't necessarily like a magnifier or of sorts. It is just like grocery delivery, but like y'all grocery delivery when you can't drive. Man. Yes. Also Uber and Lyft. Oh yeah, Uber and Lyft. Yeah, I've had that's my all issues I have to say. with Instacart sometimes. Yeah. People are difficult. However, it is it also does beat going to the store and trying to read all the individual labels on the spice jars because I just did that like a couple weeks ago and my eyes were like screaming. <laughs> sure, yeah. And then I also, we we both have a ring doorbell. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously I think this goes without saying that we're not being told, we're not sponsored, we're not being told to say any of this. No. Um, and all these things have their pros and cons, but I do enjoy my ring doorbell because it, it, it is easier to see who's there than if you were trying to look out of the freaking peephole that I, clearly... I don't even have a peephole. I do, and it doesn't help, so don't feel left out because it's not <laughs> it does not help a blind person to look through a peephole. I mean, I can barely really see the person that good on the camera, but at least it's a clearer image than it would be if I was trying to look with my naked eye, you know? Absolutely. Um, and so that's good for safety and things like that. And that's technically an app as well. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, and you. the last thing I was going to say was um, you did mention the Kindle. But you guys, we've mentioned it before. And we're going to mention it again. You can go on Libby. Libby, my favorite library app. Your local library. You get a library card. You have to go to your library and get a card. It's a pain in the butt to like go all the way there because I my library card just expired and now my Libby app is not working and they're telling me I have to go back to the library and I still have yet to do it. So I haven't had my Libby app for a few I weeks. Think it's, it's been very sad. Asking someone who like can't someone who can't drive to the library. But all right, I understand. Whatever. But it's an incredible service. Um, you can get. Uh, audiobooks and ebooks to your Kindle or your e-reader of any kind. Um, and Boy it's free. pretty pretty great for for free with a library card. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty great. Obviously, you don't get them to keep. You're renting them just like you would a library book, and you have to give them back. But they they let you rent them for a pretty long time. I've never had an issue with, with not having it long enough or anything. So, yes, yeah, love that. Absolutely. Yeah, so we have... Hey, um, well, again, what are you into? Wait, we didn't It's not a game. It's not a game. It's not a game. It's, I was gonna say a game, into? and then I was like, oh, she's not saying. And then I was gonna say, what are we into lately? But then I thought you were saying game, so then I started saying game. <laughs> 
We're trying, guys. We're we're trying to be in sync. What you know? are we into lately? Lately, da da da. Um. Oh my gosh. What are we into lately, Cass? I have a few things. Do you have some things you're into lately? I think that we should talk about baking because I think we've both done a baking. good amount of baking lately, and it's been really fun. I did talk. We did talk a little bit about it in our like intro to I think maybe our last episode, but we haven't we haven't spoken since Halloween on this podcast. Goodness, and I made some like green witches fingers. I baked these cookies. They were green with like little pistachio fingernails and like jam was it was like bloody jam and it was really fun. It was just a fun Halloween thing to do. But Cass got me on the baking train and I'm I'm definitely going to bake cookies for Thanksgiving this year. Um, Very I'm going I'm going to attempt a vegan version of a cookie because my nephew can't have dairy. And then I'm also going to bake some Christmas cookies for my friends in December. I really want to make the ones with the red and green M&Ms, you know? (gasps) Yes, those are so cute. So cute. Like, what have you... You've done some baking lately, too. I'll let you tell them what you've done, because it was amazing, guys. It was amazing. (laughs) Cass is a pastry chef. I'm not, and I definitely cried about it, because I was also stressed about other things. So, like, it all just culminated in my stress baking. But I did... I made a cranberry curd tart. (laughs) So... I made my own pie crust, but that's why I was frustrated is because, like, I messed up. I messed up the pie crust, sort of. But, like, it still turned out good. It tasted good. The texture was not exactly what I'd expect, but it worked out because people could eat it as a handheld treat and it didn't fall apart. But it was a cr- it was a, a cranberry curd, um, which I made with the cranberries that I got at the store. And um, I made some candied orange slices and topped my tart with them. And, like, everything looks pretty with rosemary because rosemary is cute and spiky. So I put some rosemary on top. I was very proud of how it looked at the end, even though I was stressed about it. You guys, like, it sounds fancy, just the name of it. And it looked as fancy as it sounds. Like, it looked... I, I'm not trying to like be like nice. Like I'm genuinely saying it looked like it was out of a mat, like a home living magazine. Like Thank it you. was wow. beautiful. Like the presentation of it blew me away. I mean, just like all the work that must have gone into it. It was so beautiful. If you do end up like putting a pic in the show notes, I wouldn't complain. I'm just saying. I might. I might. Hey, you guys, um, you gotta check. I out can the give show you my. I'll give you my witch's finger Please cookies. Please do. <laughs> Put them in the show notes. Oh my gosh, they're silly looking, but they were funny for Halloween. Um, That's perfect for yes, Halloween. Definitely, like yeah. And I also I, did make the pumpkin cookies that Casey made, um, and yes, they turned course. out as good as they as they always do. I'm hoping. Do you to have bake. any other holiday bakes coming up that I'm, we need to know about? I was just thinking that I wanted to make my chai spice cookies around <gasps> Thanksgiving. Oh, that sounds so lovely. They're I really wish you could send yum. me some just through the through the screen. Through the you know? screen. Here are cookies. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. They taste so good. Yum. I haven't even made them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to I'll see. I'll have to send you the recipe. Send a picture. Send me the recipe. You can try yeah, Do it. I used to make them, like, the thumb, the Hershey's Kiss thumbprint cookies with, like, these pumpkin Ugh. spice Hershey Kisses, but they Ugh. don't exist anymore. Do they not? Because I remember no. those kisses. Do they not? Oh, my gosh. I can't find them anywhere, not even on uh, Amazon. Would they be good with a chocolate kiss or not? I 
don't know. I was thinking about that earlier today. They might. I, they you might. know, chai and chocolate. Chai, might, chai and chocolate so. seem to go good together in my brain. I Cinnamon don't know. and chocolate. I don't know. It's yeah. Like it's good. It sounds yeah. good to me. I mean, chocolate with any. I would eat chocolate with ketchup, though, to be fair. <laughs> so maybe I'm, maybe I'm not the best person to ask because I'm a chocoholic. But, but, but yeah. yeah, we have been doing lots of banking. Lots of baking. I'm excited. I like it's a new door that's open for me just this like last month, really. And I only just got into cooking early this year. So it's been an exciting thing. And Cass is helping me through it and encouraging me because trust me, I messed up the first time and Cass encouraged me through my mess up and it's gotten better now. I understand better now. I also got a hand mixer that I'm Ooh. borrowing from my mom. Not one of my own Game yet, changer. but... And that changed the game because my arm is super weak. Super yeah. weak. I mean, hand mixer, though. Like, ugh, it just helps hand so much. Hand mixer changed. It was not as as um, chunky it's a, it's anymore. It's an even mix of your batter. It's an even mix, man. It's an even mix. So that was good. But anyway. Um, that's our episode. That's our app. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.